Hi, and welcome to Home Hacks, a podcast for people who love organising their homes. Each week, we'll be sharing our best shortcuts, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you manage your home and create spaces you feel relaxed in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Carly. And we're the founders of Mums Who, which is an online community of people who love finding easy ways to improve and manage their homes. Every week on Home Hacks, we're going to keep things really simple and organise one space at a time. Today, we're going to tackle those items that can get out of hand super easy, toys. I have so many toys in my house. It is ridiculous. I'm constantly thinking it is time for a major cull. I am so sick of saying to the kids, okay, I'm getting the washing basket. Anything I put in here is going in the bin just to try and get them to clean up, but (laughs) it still doesn't seem to work. Yeah. (laughs) The the robot vac will eat them, pick them up. (laughs) I tried that, but it doesn't. It just bumps into them and goes around and they've seen it do it, so they don't believe me anymore. Oh, you know what? They totally mangle Nerf bullets, so... Yeah, they've they've seen the destruction that's caused. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need. I need something small to go in front yes. of it and get completely destroyed, and then the fear exactly. will be real. Yes, you need a decoy toy. <laughs> so your first step is to cull your items. Now is the perfect time to cull those toys. Christmas is just around the corner and, you know, kids get so many toys at that time of year. You're just going to be bombarded and overwhelmed with how much is there. So if you cull your toys now, it's just going to be the perfect way to get on top of it. Kids usually collect so many toys over time and you just need to keep going through them and getting rid of the things that they're not using as much. So keep in mind the space you have and try to cull your toys down to something that can fit in that space. Think about the space like do you have a toy cupboard or a corner of the lounge room you're going to use or an entire room that you can use for toys or even in the bedroom and how you're going to store them in that space. When you're culling, keep in mind the age of your kids, what they need at the moment, what's coming up, if you've got a big birthday or a Christmas, you know, are your kids getting spoiled soon? So, you know, keep that in mind and, you know, keep the toys age appropriate, things they really love. I think less is usually more because kids seem to get overwhelmed pretty quick. But, you know, keeping it to a a reasonable level really helps all around, whether it's organising or the kids, you know, having a good time with them. I also find keeping the kids involved in the culling works really well for us because I tell them, you know, go through and pick what you love and what you're not going to use. We have different boxes. We have one that's for donation, one that's going to a family friend who has children that are younger than my children, and they put the toys in there. So they get really excited about the idea that their toys are going to go to someone else who's going to use them. So if you keep them involved, sometimes that can work. But sometimes you have kids who do not want to be involved and do not want you to get rid of their toys. So figure out whether or not that works for you. If it doesn't work for you, maybe do it when they're at school or when they're, you know, on a play date or something sneakily behind their back so that you can get rid of some of that mess. I love it, behind their back. (laughs) Well, sometimes if you do it in front of their face, you know, it's going to be so much worse. No, I want that totally ratty toy. (laughs) And they forget what they have too. Like, you know, I've done it a couple of times where we've gone through and we've culled together and they've been really excited to give some of their stuff away, but then some of the things they wanted to hang on to, like a toy from McDonald's, for example, that's just like a ridiculous little thing that doesn't need to be kept. And... They're just like, they won't get rid of it no matter what. So off they go on their journey wherever it is they are and I take it away and they've never asked for it again. They don't even remember that they had it. <laughs> I think one of my kids in particular has memory of an elephant. It's excellent recall on, you know, what's missing or <laughs> what's not missing. Where's that toy that I got when I was four years old? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one I got from X Place, you know, he's, he's um, right on top of it. I can't trick him very easily. <laughs> 
So while you're culling, you really do want to keep in mind the space that you're using for these toys and how you're going to store them. So you might have tubs for each category or a tub for each day of the week, or, you know, you might have four weekly tubs. You really do have to keep in mind the space you've got because you don't want to cull too much I guess and you also don't want to go too soft on it and have way too much at the end that you still can't fit and then you're going to repeat the process once you've you know decided how you want to do your toys so you know whether it's the you know per toy type or day of the week figure out what tubs you're putting in there you know you really want to keep that in mind the whole process while you're culling and, and thinking about how you're using the space or how the kids are using the space. So the categories of the toys that you keep them in can be you know, whatever you want it to be, you know, you can keep all your Barbies together or all your action figures together, or you could have soft toys and hard toys or plastic and wooden. It really depends on what you, how you like to store things. I like to try to keep them in categories that the kids can recognize. So they're not going to have to think about what they're doing. So if I say to them, I I have drawers, for example, that things go in. So I can say to them, you know, put your Barbies back in the Barbie drawer and they know where to go and to put it into that drawer. Or if they've been playing, you know, kitchens or restaurants or something like that, I can just say, go put your food stuff away and they put that all away together. So keeping it simple and in categories that kids can understand will make your life a lot easier because you won't have to clean it up all by yourself. Yeah, that, and that's great. I keep visual labels on the tubs that we use for toys. So it has the word, but because my kids are not reading yet, I also have an image. So it's it's a very easily recognisable image for them. So it's, you know, a picture of a Lego block or, you know, a character toy, whatever it is that we've got. There's a picture. They can easily recognise where to put things away. It is not foolproof, but it does help. And also sticking to, if you do decide to label them, a font that kids can read is also important. Like, you know, you you see all these fancy labels in kitchens in cursive fonts and things like that, which looks really pretty when it's an adult reading it. But if you've got small children and you want them to be able to read it as well as look at at the image, if you've got an image, make sure that you're using a font that has letters that they can recognise, not something that's really difficult to read. And, you know, having these easy to put away spaces that are easy recognisable to adults and children, you know, it makes that pack up at the end of the day a lot easier. So and it's so much easier to handle when you just do, you know, five or 10 minutes at the end of the day. If your kids are young, which mine are, so it's sort of, you know, an adult and the kids putting away and we do it together. It's, you know, I'm not sure I'd call it fun, but um, (laughs) it's not as mundane doing it together and just you know, little bits at a time so that it's not some huge, you know, issue. So there's a couple of methods that have been mentioned in our groups of how people like to to store their toys. I don't actually use either of these, so I can't tell you too much about them. But one of them is the Montessori method where people like to keep everything visual. So instead of having toys away in boxes and stuff, you might have your toys out on display so the kids can see what's there. And I suppose that way as well, you're not keeping things that aren't being used because if the kids can't see it, they may forget about it and not use it for quite a while. You've also got the rotating toy method, which a lot of people like to do that. I did that when my kids were younger, where you might take, like for example, in the wardrobe, in the bedroom, you might have just a box in there that you keep of toys that aren't being used at the moment and you'll have some toys out that they can play with and then the following week you might rotate that over so take the toys from the lounge room away and put the bedroom toys in there so that you've got a fresh set of toys to play with that week and especially with young kids that can help to keep them entertained for a bit longer because it's like oh I've got new toys this week and they tend to forget what you've taken away from the week before so when you bring it back a week or two later it's like you've just been shopping and brought them all new toys again so that can be really handy as well. You're really into tricking your kids, aren't you, Carly? (laughs) I have three and they outnumber me. I have to. (laughs) 
Uh, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> So a little tip that I have, I call it like a bits and bobs container. So it's just a very small container with little compartments, I guess, like a tackle box, but it's a, like it's small. And any like little bits that get left out and I either can't be bothered putting away or can't reach because I'm quite short. I can't reach the high shelves. So I just put those little bits and pieces into this container. And then when I can, I put them away or you know, we've got this bean game and there's always beans that get missed when we're packing up. And, you know, there's another game that involves um, a, a sponge that um, is wet for play and then needs to dry. So while I pack up the game, I have to leave that out to dry. So I'll pop that in there for the next time. And it just makes it a little bit easier, you know, day to day, you not having to get down board games, you know, constantly and, and pack things in. And especially for me, because yeah, as I said, I'm short and I can't reach them. <laughs> I need to start doing this. If I step on one more hungry, hungry hippo's ball, I'm going to lose my mind. And I always just pick it up and go put it away. So I get that game out. Like they play it maybe once a week and I get it out like four times a week because I keep finding the balls and putting them away. So I'm going to get a bits and bobs container so that I can put my stuff in there. Excellent. We're even learning here ourselves. You really want to make sure that you're working with your kids and other family members to get these toys away. You don't want to be, you know, that mum or dad that's frazzled at the end of the day, cleaning up the toys by yourself, getting really annoyed because there's like a huge mess and nobody has helped you. So if your kids aren't helping you, if your family's not helping you, your system isn't working and you need to relook at it. So make sure you're putting away the toys in a way that works for you and that the kids can take ownership of their toys and responsibility for their toys. So obviously if you have very small children, like a one or two-year-old is not going to clean everything up on their own, but you can help them and make it fun and let them know that, you know, it's their toys, they need to help to put them away. And usually if you start quite young with good routines, they are encouraged to continue doing that. Having said that, my youngest, I started with her when she was one and she still biffs her toys at me. So I'm not sure she's ever going to learn to put them away, (laughs) but I'm trying. I'm actively trying. (laughs) Oh, look, you can't, you can never get perfection. You just got to roll with it and, you know, work things as best you can. And aiming for perfection is, you know, you're aiming for failure, really. You're never going to attain perfection in your own mind. Certainly not in my house. (laughs) You also want to, I think, like you said earlier, doing a cull before Christmas and things like that really helps to keep on top of your toys and to keep the kids interested in what's there and helping to put it away. But another great tip is, is we do it quite often with, you know, my parents and my sister for my kids is we tell them something the kids might want to do. So they might want to go to the zoo or, you know, Abby really wanted to go to the movies when Frozen 2 came out and they purchased them tickets for that and came along. So it was like a family experience that everyone went on. But that can be something if you don't have the room for extra gifts, that can be something that you can do too. You can do an experience. Another thing we did was we went to Frozen the musical. I'm talking about Frozen all the time. I have three girls. Frozen is the big thing in this house. But um, we went to Frozen the musical and that was a combined birthday present for the girls. So we went out for dinner in the city and we went to Frozen and, you know, they were so excited to have that experience versus another toy that is just, you know, creating clutter in the house 
house when they've already got so many toys. So if you've got family members or friends who are happy to do that, like some people aren't, some people want to buy that gift and they want to see that gift unwrapped and they'd be disappointed if they couldn't give a gift. So, you know, obviously it's not for everybody and it doesn't work for everybody. But if you do have family members who would be willing to, you know, contribute towards swimming lessons or for zoo trips or movies or whatever it is that the kids might like to do, that's a really great way to keep your clutter down by not having extra things brought into the house. It works for adults too. I, Me and my sister got a zoo pass for my mum, you know. She doesn't need any more stuff, but she loves coming along to the zoo with her grandkids. So um, it's, that's such a good tip. I love that. I do that every year for my birthday. I go away for a night with my sister and that is my break from the kids and all their toys and that's what my parents give me for my birthday they pay for portion of me to go away for a night to get away from my family (laughs) that's like the best gift ever (laughs) it is so good i hang out for that for you know the 364 days or three to get away until my birthday again i'm like hanging out Well, that's it for today. Head to the show notes to see more information on any of the products we've spoken about today. If you're liking the podcast, make sure to check out all the other amazing shows on the Nova Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.